You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Ken. What's up, man? I'm I'm so excited to be on. Um, thanks for having me, Monster Mash Ken. You can find me at Monster Mash Ken. That was Twitter. the quickest plug. <laughs> like I didn't even get a hello. I didn't get a how you doing. Like come <laughs> on, um, Ken. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, man? Besides, be like, what's Monster Mash about? You just you just do that right at me. Oh, Monster Mash. Uh, well, you know, I've I've been doing podcasting for about two years now i've really been into podcasting i have a lot of friends in it and did guest shows and stuff started in the sports i uh, love football i'm a big uh, raider raider fan uh diehard raider fan and um kind of got into podcasting that way and um i don't you know um everybody had these flashy names you know and my my daughter when she was younger I'd always say she'd mash things up, you know, she just comes and she wrecks everything. So it's like, you're acting like a monster, you're mashing things up. So naturally I took monster mash and uh, it also started my, um, I do custom action figures too. So it's monster mash customs too. Um, So then I created a company out of that. It's like an LLC and everything. And it kind of just took off from there. Um, I loved talking about horror movies and, you know, hence the background where the scary things are. Um, so it kind of just kind of flowed nice, you know, like, oh, I'll just take that moniker on and whatnot. And I, I've got to meet some really great people, uh, via, um, social media and whatnot. And uh, yeah, that's just kind of stuck. When you say custom action figures, what are we talking about here? Like, are we talking about like taking bits and pieces from different action figures and making them into one giant thing or more of like a more of painting, customizing that way. Like when people make their own like role-playing game pieces. A little bit of both. Uh, I do sculpting, molding, um, different parts, different pieces, ordering different pieces from, you know, different parts of the world, you know, and they make, and in, in Asia, they make a lot of different parts, a lot of, you know, cast and stuff like that. And um, I started doing this just for fun. I've always been a collector, uh, you know, big nerd, you know, all the conventions and all that. I don't dress up or anything like that. Not yet. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I just was always into that. And um, I uh, remember when I was a little kid, I would just draw on my, my toys, my wrestling toys. I'd draw blood on them and stuff, right? And uh, they never, I just wanted to do my own thing. So I just, ever since I could remember, I started doing that. And um, then I started doing uh, action figures. I got really into it, started getting better and better and better. And now, like, I, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I, I got so busy with it that i had to start turning down people like i can't i can't do it i just i don't have time i'm sorry let's see so the visual to... time that has to get put into making one of those things too you got a bunch of people coming up asking for like hey i want a customized action figure it's like yeah well this process is probably a few weeks long of you know non i guess non-stop hours of being able to put in work to be able to create something that someone wants i mean you got to be careful with drawing blood on action figures though because i did that in the fifth grade and it was like you had to make a, a character of yourself like 
uh, they had to have a certain hobby or something. Like a bunch of kids were drawing like, you know, like jewelry or something. Be like, he's a rapper or whatever. And then my kid was a skater. So I just drew the helmet and I drew the skateboard and everything. And then I was like, well, I fall a lot. So give him scabby knees. And then when they gave me the red little blood, little like gel thing, I just started squeezing it all over the character. I was like, he was hit by a bus. And my teacher was like, we're going to talk to your parents. And I was like, why? And they do that led down a whole rabbit hole of taking away video games, thinking that's what made them like it's grand theft auto. That's what's making them an aggressive, violent kid. I'm like, no, not, not at all. I just, I, what, what I'm a kid. You give me gel. I'm going to squeeze the shit out of it. I still can't today write with a Sharpie properly. Every time I get it on my, whatever, where you would get a blister and like in between on your middle finger. That's hilarious, man. No, I, you're, it's a good point. Um, even you just mentioned in school, like we had to do like projects in school. And, and I remember we had to like, it was like this Greek, we had to talk about the ancient Greece and I made like an action figure, like a toy. And it was like, the teacher was blown away. I was like, fucking like in fifth grade or some shit. I don't know. They're and blaming like, Grand Theft Auto and <laughs> they're teaching us in ancient Greece about a dude being put into a metal bull while they lit coals under him and just watched him cook alive. And I'm like that, maybe that's where it's coming from. It's not me running it's, over hookers. It's all about, it's all about the system, man. You know, you gotta, you gotta do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you seen Willy's Wonderland? I have not. I, I've I've heard good things, but actually, last night, um, all over my social media, everybody's watching it. And I haven't checked it out yet. I love every movie. I think everybody hates. Every time I say this is my favorite movie, people are like that movie's awful. So I convinced my buddy the other night to watch Willy's Wonderland, and he was like, "Okay, let's watch it." After we got done with it, he goes, "That was a five. and I was like, "What?" I was like, "It was amazing." The only critique I had was on the fight scenes the monster the scary parts of scenes i think it's important not to show you every like sometimes they can scare you without really being like showing a monster showing a bunch of blood and gore but they were too quick like they were gone in a minute and i was like yo like you need to spend more time on this one avenue of like introducing the monster having these battle scenes not something where it's like for 35 minutes they're fighting one dude and i'm like all right that's a fucking werewolf. Like, what is that movie? The Darkness with the the one chick where she's like has to fight werewolves and she has to fight vampires. Oh, uh, that's um, Underworld. So, underworld. Under, underworld. Yeah. That fight scene went on for like an hour and a half. I was checking my watch. Like, all right, look, I got places to go, people to meet. You know, that's a really good point because I've I've noticed now that I watch a lot more of the uh, podcasts and stuff. I'm sorry, um, movies. And fight scenes. I, I grew up watching fight scenes, and I love a good martial arts flick. But sometimes you just gotta end it, man. And one of the, you know, what's a good story? I'll tell you this: the, where the scary things are. The podcast that I do with my co-host uh, Muse. The way we met, she posted something about a fight scene, and I said the best fight scene in cinematic history is um, a movie called They Live, right? And it's with Roddy Piper, and he, he, and. Uh, David Keith, I believe his name is, throw down, and it's amazing. They're like brawling in this back alley. They're fighting like crazy people, and, and it's like what a real fight would be like. And it had substance. Like you knew somebody was going to, they were getting hurt. And these other movies, like, people don't get hurt. They're just throwing these punches. Like, what's all that training if you're not hurting anybody, you know? So I totally agree with you, man. Just end it. I get it if you have like two, like I don't know if you ever seen the Forbidden Kingdom or whatever it was called with Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jet they, brought all, they brought them all together, right? At that point, you're like, it's got to go for a good amount of time because you have Jackie Chan or Jet Li fighting each other. But then eventually it was like, they're just, it's about 45 minutes in. You're like, all right, even if it's a tie, 
Like somebody just come in and break it up real quick. Cause then it's like Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee. Mm. You watching it, you're like, I love Chuck Norris. He's he's been this mean, this gif of everything. But Bruce Lee's Bruce Lee, and it's like you don't know who to win, you don't know who to lose, and it's got to be done in a correct way. But then if you're like two hours into the movie, it's like Jason or uh, what's his name, Jason Segal, Jason Statham. No, we're not Statham. Steven Segal. Steven Segal. That guy, dude. His movies, their fight scenes go on forever, and I'm like, all right, like I'm pretty sure, like he's ripped out enough people's throats. I'm pretty sure this is throat 400, and we're only seeing him from the like the the chin up. So I'm well, like, it doesn't make sense. Cool thing about Steven Segal, I read this article. Um, it was a stunt man that did a lot of the stunts for a lot of the different actors and stuff, and and he was being interviewed, and somebody asked him like, is there an actor that is a real badass like who you would not want to fight and he said steven seagal steven seagal would fuck you up man <laughs> so i thought that was kind of cool and then you talk about chuck norris and bruce lee i mean i'm a huge bruce lee fan uh watch return of the dragon and they fought and it was a very equal match and uh it was it's one of bruce lee i, I think it's one of bruce lee's best films people go right to enter the dragon return of the dragon better than Enter the Dragon because Bruce Lee is in, Bruce Lee fights Chuck Norris, a young Chuck Norris, a very hairy Chuck Norris, if I may. <laughs> I'd agree with you on the Steven Seagal maybe 20 years ago. I don't see him doing it now because if you see him try and lift his foot up, it's like awkward as hell. Like he can barely get it like a foot off the ground. I think I, the one thing I just don't like about him is if you see interviews with him is that he's that guy that knows everything, you know, like it's like it's ridiculous. Um, There's a I think a bunch of, he was teaching a bunch of cops like how to actually do like self-defense tactics and stuff i'm like when did you have he's like i've been a cop for 55 years you're like what and it's like he's just that type of guy he sees like a a monk sitting down somewhere he's like i've been studying the art of tibet and then he just goes off for something out of years it's like what haven't you done he goes well i did pilot a submarine for 36 years you're like where are you doing all these things he's just that guy that has like a better story than you but kept adding on to one up you right yeah. like yeah well i got a cheeseburger well i got a double cheeseburger <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I look I can tell you I can make the best bacon cheeseburger for the past five years. It's like hold on a second, what what is happening right now? I just asked, do you want Pepsi or Coke? Let me tell you all about the Coke and Pepsi industry right now. It's like hold on a second. <laughs> that guy. All right, Steven, calm down, dude. All right. Everybody knows you're gonna one up us. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like for instance, like with Willie's Wonderland, like I thought it was a good movie, but I think it's the same thing with like Nick Cage. Steven Seagal is kind of in the same boat. Like they're actors that are good at one. They're like they have good movies, but it's like they don't have this specific niche. I feel like there's a certain vibe that people look for when they're picking like an action star or a horror star or something. It's got to be like there are really good horror movies that have like a low cast, I would say, like maybe one famous person. But it's like a lot of unnamed people like that are trying to get their start or you pick a horror movie that has like all the famous people in it but there's just some actors where you're like they should get more credit like they should have a better place in the industry i think nick cage is completely underrated i mean that willie's wonderland thing he made that movie great to me well i think he's having a renaissance in his career i mean at one point he was like a really hot actor and he was doing all these great movies and he started doing you know it just they started getting to be the same type character, but now I think he's just embraced his weirdness, you know, and he's, yeah. he's, he's just embracing who he is as an actor and, and as a person. And, and I love it, man. I'm, I'm here for it. I think, um, you know, like color out of space was bananas. I loved it. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta find time, you know, and, and, you know, you and I were talking about doing this show, um, for a bit and I just, it's hard to find time to, uh, you know, a good hour and a half 
or two hours just to watch a movie. And when I'm doing it, I'm taking notes so I can review it. So it's just bananas, you know, it really is. But I love it. I, I love talking movies and I've seen so many. Um, and I'm, it seems like you have too. I, I love the context. I just like it when they make it a little bit more, I guess. It's like I've been trying my hardest to change my perspective. From when I was a kid, if you would have asked me like a horror movie, it would have been like, oh, it has to have scary monsters in it and stuff. But I really try and listen to the story of it too. Like I used to love watching Signs when I was a kid. But then I did a, I did a guest appearance on my buddy's podcast where we talked about Signs specifically. So I was like, well, I haven't seen it in like 10 years. Let me rewatch it. And you start realizing like he's scaring the shit out of you without – showing you all these major scenes and stuff and yeah people toss out the plot hole like they went to a planet that's filled with water it's like all right dude get over yourself real quick let's just look at the acting i mean you know the girl says i see a monster outside my window and he just like talking to her everything's gonna be fine he looks up and there's a monster outside the window on the roof and it's just like that even that little subtle scare there was no person being getting their head ripped off like you know, most movies where our horror movies now where a dude gets like split in half. You're like, Jesus, like, come I, on. I watched, a, I watched a, probably one of my favorite movies um, so far that we, we've watched. We've done 80 something episodes on, on the way the scary things are here. And I've watched this one recently called Psycho Gorman. If you haven't watched this yet, I mean, I grew up, you know, in the late 80s, 90s. And, you know, it's all about like Power Rangers and whatnot. And this movie is bananas it's so funny and it's gory and it's it's about a monster and he's on earth and this little girl controls him and the little girl is so sassy and he wants to kill everybody but she's like got this little amulet and she kind of controls him and he has to do what she says so psycho gorman I, i'm gonna put like all my efforts into everybody watching this film because i think it's so rad and it's got a really good soundtrack and uh, it, it, it's enjoyable it's it's a little corny but it's funny and it's getting a lot of steam right now and i think you should definitely check that out I just like how I want to see something I have not seen before. You know, like I think that's why I like Willy's Wonderland so much was like it was like a Five Night at Freddy's style. But it was like they used to have really good horror movie storylines. Like there's an old I can't remember the name of it. But there was a movie where like a, was a Native American girl on an airplane turned into a werewolf. And then they were stuck on this plane with a fucking werewolf. And it was like in the 80s style movies, like back when like Michael Jackson's thriller came out. And it was like you, you're watching this. You're like, that is the it's it might it's not the best. Let me tell you, it's not the best. They did like you look at a lot of those movies. You're like, yeah, this is way different than how it is today. But something with that idea and that concept would be great for right now. Like just being able to see like a werewolf on an airplane. You have nowhere to go. You can't open up the doors. You can't escape. That is so. And then you also have to make sure it doesn't destroy the airplane because then you're you're dead. And it's like that whole concept is amazing. Mm-hmm. No, I've never heard of it. I'm actually curious of what that is. I mean, I've, I've snakes on a plane, exorcism at 10,000 or 20,000 feet, whatever. I, I've, there's all these different movies that take place on airplanes, but I've never heard of a, I, I don't know what that is. And I'm, I'm stumped. I got to look it up, man. Werewolf on an airplane. There was, I'm going to check it out. <laughs> there was that one. And then there's another plot where the pilots um ended up turning into zombies halfway through the flight. Like they're before the flight, they're feeling sick. You know, one of them's under the weather. And then as like, they're flying up in the air about an hour in the ones like, I'm going to take a nap for a little bit. And they got a co-pilot in there. She's like, yeah, go ahead. Dude dies, turns into a zombie and then infects the other pilots and the plane starts rattling everything everybody's like what's going on they open up the cockpit next you know zombies are coming out what? and it's like 
these <laughs> these the movie like when you're watching it it's like oh my god like this is kind of really cheesy but it's like it's a really good concept for a movie which is why like i'm a big fan of m night Shyamalan, for instance just mm-hmm. on the concept of like you know his movies have might have that twist ending that people are like oh another twist ending but it's like it's awesome as shit because it's something that's keeping you off track of what the normal pace of everything is you know you watch a spider movie you're just some dude's gonna come in with a flamethrower burn all the spiders that's common sense you know we've seen it before it hasn't been something new you know godzilla versus king kong that might be a horror movie depending on how the ending happens if kong loses i'm like all right come on dude like well, we we spoke about that earlier, you know, like with the like you get these iconic stars, you know, Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, or Jet Li and Jackie Chan. Now, now we're talking about Godzilla and King Kong, two of the big monsters. You know, everybody knows who they are, and I hope they don't screw this up. They gotta get. They, I hope they make a winner. I hope they don't like, like fight each other. Then they're That's like, what they're oh, gonna do. We, yeah, we gotta now something else is coming. We gotta join, and we gotta you know. I want to see them kill each other, man. Like, like you know, what was that? Batman, Batman versus Superman. You know, like. I was enjoying it when Batman was kicking the shit out of. Sorry, I'm not allowed to cuss on this show. Yeah, three times already. <laughs> um, Batman's kicking the shit out of Superman. I was digging it, you know, and I've read those comics, and that's how it should have been. But then, like, oh, it's gonna be buddy buddy now, you know. We got the moms are the same name, so whatever. But uh, yeah, I want to see go. I want to see violence, man. I want to see somebody get killed or or their ass beat, you know. That's that's the good guy. You know, or 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 if there's a, a anti-hero type thing, uh, Daredevil and Punisher, that was cool. They beat the crap out of each other. So yeah, but uh, they gotta please an audience. And if you have something as big as Godzilla and King Kong, you're gonna have fanboys on either side. Like my buddy's like, obviously, like Godzilla's gonna win. He shoots like an electric beam. Outside. I'm like, yeah, but Kong's monkey, so he's smart. Like he has adaptive skills. Like you see him pick up in the trailer that giant skyscraper thing and it shoots the beam right at him. He catches it with the beam and it hits Godzilla with it. I'm like. Yo, this is like, I like Pacific Rim, like that style, like giant monsters fighting city scene, but it's going to be really hard to end it on a note where everybody's going to be happy unless they both accidentally kill each other, like they both, it's a tie or whatever, they both die, or they both fight and then they start finding a different enemy to go after where it's like, all right, now we're going to destroy this thing and then we're just going to walk away from each other, but it's so hard because there's that directors want to want to please both audience members or please every person possible. Well, you know, after interviewing so many, you know, directors and, and, and writers and stuff, um, and I've, I've learned that, you know, I, the reason why I like talking indie film is because you get more independence and you get to do what you want to do. You write the film and you're creating the film that you wrote. But when you go into these bigger productions, you know, you have to, like Disney, for instance, you know, they have to abide by these rules. Well, we can't have this. We can't have that. We can't have that. You got it. Can we do this? You know, I was like, but that's not what I wrote. Like, this is my, you know, so I, I, I dig indie film. I watched this film on, um, Shutter the other day called the queen of black magic. And it was an Indonesian film. It was all dubbed. And the one thing that you don't see in the States with movies is kids getting killed or hurt, you know, <clears throat> in this movie, Oh mama, it was hardcore. I mean, kids were getting their head beaten in and, and bugs crawling. It was it was bananas. And I asked the director, like, you know, do you not get in trouble for this? And he goes, you know, I knew I was going to draw some heat, but, you know, we did it anyway. And it look what it turned out to be. So uh, it's weird that big production companies have to, you're right, they have to gear toward a certain audience and they want to make money. And that's why they keep vomiting the same stuff out. Like how many times are we going to see the Batman 
story or Spider-Man story or Superman story, you know, like every 10 years, it's something, the same movie. It's just a different actor. It's, it's just out of control. It's called you ride the horse till it's dead and then you keep on riding. But that's, I suppose. <laughs> that's interesting what you said about like them killing kids in like an, an Indonesian film or something on the concept of like, why does it, we know it's a movie. Why are, why is it so like abrasive to our eyes? If we see a kid get killed on screen or something, like if a kid gets, okay, pet cemetery, for instance, when the little boy runs out into the road, I, I was a kid when I saw that, but like looking back on it as a parent, like if like, you know, from a parent's perspective, that would trash me. So I understand the whole point of burying, you know, your kid, you want him to come back and he turns to this devil and then you can't kill him. Like as a kid, I was like, kill that little motherfucker. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> but as an adult, like you realize like how hard it is for you to get to that point, especially you work so hard to bring him back. And even though he's not the same, it's the same face. It's this, but when you see that shoe, like, oh my God, like we need that, that scene ruined me too, man. Like I always talk about it. That's like the worst scene in all of movie history. Like, and he's running as fast as he can, but you know, he should have been a better dad and watching his damn kid, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. I mean, that was, no, it was horrible. Like, it was I, horrible. And I hate that. Oh man. I, I mean, I'm a father myself and just, oh man, of. Uh, that scene is horrible, and he, you know, I can't think of the actor's name. My, me, he was, um, I think he actually helped out in in, in uh, one of your M Night Shyamalan movies too as a production. But Miko something, Miko something, I can't remember the kid's name. But uh, God ruined me, ruined me too. The truck is coming, everybody, watch out, okay, you know. And well, a lot of it's like uh, they they look at the fear or whatever is the scariest thing for back then. Like back then it was like your kid running out into the middle of the road and getting hit by a car. Nowadays it's like, it's if your kid sees a tweet on Twitter or something and then kills himself. Like I, there's a new movie that came out just last year um, with a past guest who they did a self in, independent film or whatever, but it was about uh, the evil of social media. Like it was like this ghost in the social media, kind of like the one we all see was unknown or whatever it was called. It was like a twist on that, but it was more on attacking the mental health side of things. And that's people's fears now like we get to see them in the movies that get created now you know they did the covid movie you know a bunch of people are like i don't know if i'm ready for this like because we're still not through this but it just shows how our fears kind of changes back in the day being scared of werewolves being scared of vampires being scared of like you know, your kid being abducted so you by a fucking guy who's a clown or something with a red balloon out of a sewer you know like it's this it besides it being remade today our fears have kind of changed and it's interesting to see what they they like tap into like a like a leaky faucet or something like which one is like where's the source here where should i mine this vein you know what's going to get more people upset i think it deals a lot with mental health man i saw it with the visit everyone in the theater when i went to go see the visit and they saw when the grandparents were mentally insane it wasn't their actual grandparents you start to see people like oh my god because they probably know somebody with an issue or they came across somebody in their life that has an issue like that and it was like yes this is a new fear aspect something we're all being more aware to when back in the day the omen or whatever it was that little fucking devil kid that was the only time you wanted a kid to die you were like when that kid was riding around on a scooter or whatever and he pushes that mom off the fucking top of the staircase or whatever i'm like you wanted that kid to die but now it's like, you know, people don't want to see it because it's not really, I mean, yeah, it's still kind of a fear, but there's other things we're more worried about, you know, people taking their own lives, you know, an infectious disease, something like that. I was like, yeah, let's find what that new vein is nowadays and see if we can create a movie on it. No, I mean, you hit a lot of subjects there. I mean, the, the internet, I mean, how often are we on the internet? You know, I, I just got a, a alert on my phone on my screen time you know it was up 10 percent from last week whatever that means but 
I mean, our lives, especially right now during COVID, we are on the internet and we interact. You know, what if you brought me on the show and I'm being a dick to you, you know, and I'm, I'm like, you know, you shouldn't have a podcast or something like that. And then it kind of like you take that home with you and people escape I reality. Cry. I, cry. <laughs> I would never say that to anybody. <laughs> I might, I never say it on live at least, but, uh, but I think that the internet shouldn't be a place for hate. And I think I call them screen berets or keyboard commandos that people that they say things to you behind the screen. But if somebody ever said it that to my face, I'd stomp them out. Like, you're not going to say that to my face. You're not going to, you're not going to, if I tweet that, uh, I like, um, a certain movie, like we were just talking about, like we get, you know, bashed on with like bad movies. I like some bad movies. And if I tweet that, like, Oh, you're an idiot. You like that movie. I'm like, I'm not an idiot. Cause I like something you're going to bash me. But I agree because it's a subject right now. And I'm thinking about my kids when they start school and, you know, they're really young. They haven't really got their, their kindergarten, whatever, but kids are mean, man. Kids are mean and they're mean on social media and, and social media can destroy somebody's career. I have, you know, I'm starting to build a good following and whatnot. And I've gotten into some beef with some people that had a lot. I had this one woman tell me that all it takes is for me to tweet one thing about you and you're ruined. Yeah. And I'm like, Fuck you, you goddamn cunt. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's but, fine. I've had Australia people on. That's their word of yeah. choice whenever they choose the curse. So I just, I just can't believe th these people, man. And like nobody knows you outside. Like you walk down the street, they're not gonna know you. Oh, you're that Twitter follower. No, probably not. You know, you're a little avatar. That's all you are. And well, you, it, you lose your account, that's it. But, but I hate social media so much. I really look, do. I post and ghost. So the only time I'm ever, ever on social media is when I'm actually talking to someone like a guest or something. But it is – I think it's it, – there's one of two ways. One, it's a community issue. It's like it shouldn't be as free as it is, um, mostly on the aspect of like – you know, you can get banned for anything. You get censored for anything. People want to say censorship doesn't exist. Cancel culture doesn't exist. It does, but they have the right to as well because it is privately owned. I think it needs to be a more of a community opening. But here's the issue is it also is a place for mental health. Like people that have severe mental health issues, people that aren't talking to other people on a daily basis, aren't doing things that are positive in their life. They look for negativity throughout social media. How many times you come across a certain post, somebody is crapping or throwing in their opinion on something, then it's an argument and you're just scrolling through the little comments back and forth like oh look at this it's like let's see this fight going on oh we got him there with that oh we got him there with that it's a freaking like just a bunch of like you know armchair quarterbacks whatever talking about it the next day you know they keep it going long after it's done i saw a tweet that a person had put up like a week and a half ago and some dude had just discovered it and started going through like yeah fuck this guy fuck this and dude's like we, we cleared that beef four hours after that tweet was posted like it's just up there now but now you're commenting on something from two weeks ago and he goes well it's I missed like, out. Yeah. I missed out. So I'm yeah. back now. <laughs> Which it's kind of sucks because especially if your kids are growing up with it today, I think what's important is that we maybe teach a social media class, like the implications of it. Because when you're a kid, you type something you really don't understand. Like the hardest thing for me, I don't have kids, but I watched a video where a dad lost his 12 year old son because his son took his own life all because he was playing video games and he broke his TV. Now the kid didn't know that two days later was his, it was his birthday party, but they got him a TV for his birthday. So all he had to do was wait two days, but he was so upset that these people online were like saying your mom and all this other types of crap. And then posting certain things on their accounts about this kid's profile that he kid went to his closet, hung up, 
hung a belt around his neck and killed himself. And I was watching this video as his dad was crying and explaining. He's like, I just, I just want to let you know, I love you. And it was so emotional. I don't have kids. So for me to be able to understand that perspective, it was like, I need to figure out because I've been in that situation as a kid where I've gotten pissed off at a screen. I've gotten that, like, you you get addicted to your Xbox because it's the only thing that's there when somebody isn't, you know what I mean? And it becomes this new connection. Same thing with food with some people. And it's like, watching that i was like i could relate like imagine that like how many times i was just so pissed off i wanted to throw my xbox out the fucking window well this kid wanted to throw himself out of a window and it's like you start seeing that and you realize oh this is like this is an addictive thing you need to take breaks you need to have your time you need to get away and you need to understand that like people get so involved with it they don't understand the repercussions cushions of it all so it's like that's why i want that to be taught in school like kids should know hey calling that dude's an asshole might feel funny might do this but unless you're tweeting at a major fast food chain shut the fuck up like you know what i mean no you know it's a it's a good point like you know and and there's a lot of things that should be taught in school like how to manage bank account or your credit you know how to buy a house what are you going to do with that i mean kids today they're not going to learn these skills and and right now we are in an internet world and the internet is mean there's mean people and 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 you bring up a good point there's it's like when we when I was a kid in school and there was a fight, everybody would go watch the fight. Oh, Ken is going to fight this guy at twelve at, at the behind the building. You know, everybody knew about it. I don't know how the teachers never knew about it, but every all the kids knew about they didn't it. Didn't care, and, bro. That's what it was. <laughs> they're like, oh, let those little shits beat the shit out of each other. They probably watched it on the camera. I had you know? there was a giant fight in my school, and I watched a teacher walk out of his classroom, see all the kids huddle up in a circle, and just turn right back around and go right back into his room. <laughs> <laughs> my problem man yeah i don't blame him man but no i think you're right like kids need to know like words hurt and and words hurt when you don't know how to there's brave kids out there too that can cap back just as you know when you see it online when you're playing you know i play madden i play you know 2k or whatever and you got to be strong or you just shut it off and you play if you can cap back on people it makes it fun but you got to learn to turn it off when you turn off your screen just leave it at home and i know a lot of people that vent online or they whatever you open yourself up you know you open yourself up to be to be taunted or to be made fun of i never like i got you know bad days but i'm not gonna go tweet like oh my god you know whatever i don't need sympathy from other people because some people aren't they're not like that and they're gonna make fun of you more or less and for the younger generation they're not adults your mind works differently Uh, they just got to learn to turn it off and turn off the screen and leave it don't get involved in pointless arguments. My my opinion of one thing may not be your opinion of one thing, and I'm not going to fight with you about it, you know, because you don't you don't agree. And that's the problem. People just are trying to push their opinions on people. Like, why don't you agree with me? You're wrong. You're an idiot because you don't agree with me. And then it turns into hurtful words. So I'm all about I'm all about just you know spreading good vibes and uh, educating on on great movies and 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 sports or whatever. Just keep the negativity off social media i mean i always like making fun of people you know like i don't know politics is a hot topic and i like yeah. making fun i like i like you know agitating people a little bit you know but uh yeah it's just all in good fun i just tell <laughs> like i sometimes people bring up politics i'm like the best thing to do is like i just want people to understand like whoever's appointed just understand that they're not you know they're people they're gonna make mistakes and do crazy shit and they go what do you mean and i tweeted an article this morning there's a mayor of dc that got her um there's a videotape of him smoking crack <laughs> and there was an interview with them and they go 
you know, we got a video of you smoking crack and he got reelected too. So like people voted him for him again after that incident, but he was like, nobody knows what's in that pipe. And I'm like, what, what are you saying? You, you know, nobody knows what's in that pipe. That's like a thinly veiled thing. His name is Marion Barion or Marion Barry. Um, Got arrested for smoking crack and they reelected him. And I'm like, just so you know, when it comes to politics, when it comes to anything on social media, like it, it don't say it's fake news. Don't say it's this because it probably is true. You know, most of the time it is like that. Same thing. Like when I reached out to you, for instance, yeah. there's a, about a 90 percent thought in your head that was like, why is this person choosing me? Why? What, what did I say? What did I do? What? I, what is this? It all becomes like, did I post something that's offensive to somebody? And it becomes like this. I need to search, make sure this person's like credible and then. I'll get back to him on it. And it happens with everybody. It's because you don't know what to trust in social media anymore because everybody's like multiple personalities. Family guy even made a joke on it when um he was like, Peter, what are you going to do? And he goes, I'm going to make a vague but somewhat sad post on Facebook and have a <laughs> bunch of people ask me what's wrong. And I'll just put a different asterisk or a emoji so people can sense that I'm upset. And he just goes on there. He goes, today was a rough day. And then some <laughs> comments, what happened? And everyone's commenting, are you okay? What happened? What happened? And he just puts a sad face. And it's like, just leave it ominous. And he just walks away from the computer. So everybody's worried about him. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> that happens today because I feel like people look to, you know, your thousands of followers, your hundreds and yeah. thousands of followers as like people that actually want to know you, want to know who you are. When they might just follow you just to forget they even follow you. I'm like, it's trying to create real connections with people that are just looking at the stuff you post and liking it. And then they don't actually ask you how your day is going, but it's like trying to find validation. It's a weird mix. If somebody made a movie on it, they could fucking go many different avenues with it. No, I agree. And I, I've learned the hard way because when I first started, you know, one of the shows I did, I got a, like a big rush of followers. And I thought, you know, people get in their mind like, oh, I've got this many followers. I'm somebody. You're not really anybody. But I learned to, to weed out the bad ones, the negative ones. And that mute button works miracles. Mute people. Um, unfollow if you need to. But I keep my circle really close of, of the people I communicate with and, and I don't tell a lot of people. I had one guy blow up on me. We were really good friends. We're talk, 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 talk. And uh, we actually met uh, at one of the a, a football game, a football event. We met one time. We were, we, were, we were hanging out. And I had a guest come on the show on one of my sports shows and he hated this guest for some reason. I don't know why, but he hated him. And he was texting me, just blowing me up. Like, I fuck your show and you and blah, blah, blah. He went after my co-host and it turned out to this be this be this big thing. And it realized, like, dude, you're a crackhead. Like, you are on drugs. I mean, he was on drugs, but yeah. like, you, something was wrong with you. Like, because I had a guest that you didn't like. And I learned the hard way. Don't tell anybody anything. And if you got a bad feeling about somebody that you're hanging out with online or you're talking to, just it's probably true you know so keep keep your friends close man there, there, there's good people out there and i've met some like five or six really 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 great people and uh out of the several thousand people that follow or whatever on, on facebook and twitter and the shows and whatever but you know the good ones keep the good ones close and, and just it's all about positivity yeah there's a clue you can get in their social media profile picture whenever i see one where it's like someone doing like a, a funky face like duck face kind of thing or if they're doing something where they have a filter in their photo like like they're like a snapchat filter or something with like bunny ears or something like that my brain immediately goes mental health and let me tell you something 
I've been pretty dead on right. Cause you got to understand, I reach out to a lot of people every single day. So I'm filtering through. And the only time I've ever had bad or uh, bad interaction is if I wasn't paying attention, cause I'll just hit follow, 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 and then see what the return is. And then if I get a return is when I usually check out their stuff and then reach back out. But I mean, I've gotten that, that mistake before where I had someone, you know, blow up on me. I've had people blow up on me, not even about me, about my guests. You know, somebody commented like on, it's happened more than once. One kid I found through a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and he's a, he was a Scientologist. So I was like, I found you through Dungeons and Dragons, and I don't do this show to make people look bad. So I have to ask from like a viewer perspective, if I was listening and you just mentioned Scientology, let me know a little bit about Scientology. Like, why did you get into it? And then we talked about that for a second. Then we moved on to something else. But then some dude was on my podcast and he was like a state away from me because you're in Jersey. I'm in Maryland. This kid was, this guy was in Delaware. So his brother, his twin brother got arrested for like murder. And it was like 20 years ago. So I was talking to him. I found him through like his DJ stuff. And we were talking about DJing and all that stuff. And then somebody commented and said, how could you have this person on there? They're a murderer. They're, and, they, and they started lighting me up with all these things. I start messaging this guy. I'm like, yo, how much of this is what she's saying is true? Like, is it, it, oh, it's your brother. Then I, I learned the situation. I, I did all my research on it and all stuff too. I was like, you can't blame me for having them on there. We didn't even talk about that. We were talking about music and like, what's his favorite artist? Kiss, you know, all these other types of things. We went down a whole different avenue. But that person was like, no, you're evil because you're talking to someone who's evil. I'm like, yo, if you give a person a chance to interview Bill Cosby, they're going to fucking interview Bill Cosby. I, I interviewed somebody very controversial. It was my football team, and it was, it was. Uh, I got a lot of flack for it, man. People didn't like this guy, and I wanted to ask him a good. I asked him hard questions about stuff, and he answered them. And, and it was, it was really, it was like one of the most listened to shows that I had. But people like controversy, and if you don't want to, like, okay, so you brought this guest on, and why would you bring that person on? Like, well, don't listen to it. It has nothing to do with you. It's not a shot at you. I get, you know, several thousand listeners. Like, I'm not pointing at you like, oh, I'm going to piss you off with this one, you know? I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about I'm getting an opportunity to interview the quote-unquote Bill Cosby's of the world or whatever. That's awesome, you know? <laughs> and it gets, it's out of control. People get so offended on, on things that have nothing to do with you. I don't even think about my show's aspect when it happens. I look at the person who's the guest because, like, if you dislike an episode of mine, it's like you're disliking my guest. So I'm like, I don't want I, what I did in the beginning was I took off, the, I mean, not the views, but I took off the likes, all those, all those things, and I always usually make sure that nobody can comment, only because when when I you know when I'm doing an episode with someone, a lot of times it's not podcasters, it's other just normal people and stuff too. So I've had grandparents on, I've had their kids on, I've had three different generations on my podcast. And when they go that they go, thank you. Like I got to show my family, I got to show this. I'm like, that's awesome. But when they look at it and they see dislikes and stuff because maybe they had a stutter or maybe their connection was bad. That hurts them. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm taking all that off. Like I don't want to see analytics. I'm legit out here to do these because I enjoy whoever the person is that I'm talking to on it's why you get my attention and everything it's like I, I I'm not going to be Joe Rogan I don't give a shit I don't want any of that but I, my knowledge has enhanced much like yours probably has you get to talk to people that direct movies you know direct these things where if you wouldn't have even started the show you might not even have the chance to be able to talk to no, you're, you're right and uh, one thing that I always try to keep in mind um, it's not about numbers you know obviously if I'm getting like 10 listens I'm going to stop but, um, you know, consistently, but I, we've been very blessed with our numbers and we're, you know, we're, we're keep climbing and climbing and to see where we're listened to at and, and different locations. But 
one thing that I've always keep in, kept in mind, and I have this guy that I, I look up to. He's a podcaster, and um, he's just amazing. Just uh, I'm just going to shout him out. His name is Murph. Uh, you can find him at Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, I was just, I got to meet him in person. We talked for a while. You know, he's a very humble guy, but he's just really, really, really good at podcasting. And, and he told me one thing that I always thought, I always keep with me on podcasting. Like when it stops being fun, when you stop making it about, when you when you make it about a business or you're making it about bringing money, it's not fun anymore. There's no point in doing it. So you got to keep having fun and find new ways to have fun. And that's that's why I do these shows is because I have a good time. I love it. I drink a beer. We're talking. We're joking around. Um, you know, and, and you get with good people that can, you know, if you're working with somebody that can't hold the conversation with you and you're trying to pull teeth, it's like, it's not fun, <laughs> you know? But yeah, I, I love it. I, I think podcasting is just, it's great. It's like, uh, um, buffet you know you go on your apple itunes or whatever and like what do i want to listen to today and every now and then you hit gold and you listen to a great podcast you know and i'm hoping um that this this show you know takes off for you and somebody finds it because it's fun just to hear about different perspectives and we just kind of talked about nothing the whole time but it was all about something at the same time you know yeah Uh, what's interesting (laughs) about podcasts is like yeah there's a bunch of different flavors out there and then now like uh, you see a lot of them come across like true crime or something like that oh yeah but they get even more niche than that like we're gonna match an ice cream flavor up to this serial killer you're like i did not think of that guy as a Rocky mountain or road, whatever it is, Rocky road. I don't, you know what I mean? Rocky like it's, these, these things get like Rocky road killer. Yeah. Like these things get specifically niche. It's like, what would you say? Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy is more of a Sherbert. It's like, why? It's like, cause Sherbert's dangerous. You're like, fucking, where are you getting your information for? Like it, it, they get really, really niche. That's why you get to see, like, it's just a creative outlet for people and stuff too. But like, man, you'll come across some that are like, cause it is a game kind of, so mm-hmm. like a lot of people look at it like the listener type thing. They always want to go and try and get more listeners by taking your listeners or turning it into a competition. I'm like, yo, it's a free flow. It's an era of creativity for a lot of people. So it hits this point where it's like, you know, you got to just let someone create their thing and you got to worry about yourself in a way. No, absolutely. And and I think supporting each other and you know, as podcasters, cause we are, we are putting ourselves out there. Um, it's just about support, you know, and, and, if you don't like somebody's show, just don't listen to it or don't, don't, you know, give them constructive feedback. Like, Hey, you know, I thought that there was a, a dog barking in the background, you know, during your show. It's kind of, you know, I don't know if anybody wants to hear that. I always so, flow with it. I'm like, yeah, like obviously your dog's really interested in my question, but then uh-huh. I just go with it. I, I, when I first started the show, I, like, it's so bad. I don't, a couple the cell of cell phone was going off. I was going to mention the phone. Yeah. I, I was like, I didn't hear it. Cause you know, sometimes you have this, but some ladies, um, fire alarm was going off the battery needed to be changed the whole episode it was a really good interview i'm like god damn it please and and it's hard to edit that out you know but i feel bad for the listeners because i'm like what do i do here like do i try to edit that out and every every like you know 10 seconds there's like a you know i try to i try to mute it so it just doesn't make any sense but you can't control it it is what it is i rarely edit i had one where because i do the one-on-ones and if the co-host or something wants to come on they could go on separate and then i'll do them both Mm -hmm. like another time or something but uh dude was talking and then all you hear is a sneeze from like the side and i'm like bless you like really loud and she he didn't have his headphones in so she heard it she goes thank you just out of the side and i'm like that's the best stuff is like if you're just like randomly like unscripted yeah i'm like it's because you know if you if you if you pause it if you try and do that then it can mess up a flow and i'm like 
the easiest thing and also the hardest thing is trying to find a flow to a conversation. Yeah, it's really easy if both parties are willing to accept it. It's just like a rapport back and forth. You know, when it becomes this thing, like you were saying, it gets like pulling teeth. You know, you probably know when you're talking to a director, it could be your favorite director. I've had my favorite comedians on here, people that are like, I lined up to get on here. And then it's like so bland. I'm like, what the f- it's not me it's it's you it's you doing this to me have you ever um have you ever asked a question that you regretted asking or have you ever got like scolded because we've had that before <laughs> you've got scolded at a question uh well not me but my i gotta make fun of my co-host she's gonna kill me i always make fun of her but uh she we had this um do you know who mel brooks is you know yes brooks? yeah i know mel so, brooks. well we had his son on and um you know he's a really uh he's a writer and and um he was not very he was kind of grumpy in his own way and he max brooks max brooks and he wrote world war z you know um, and um my co-host asked him how was it you know growing up with uh you know your dad being mel brooks and he goes well how was it growing up with your dad it's the same thing like that's a good answer like like what do you mean like it's just growing up with your dad like he took me to work that was it like what are you asking me? Like he was being such a dick about it. Now, I'm gonna, oh man. Not, and I was really appreciative to get him on my show, but I was like, oh my, and I wanted to jump in, but I was like, then I was enjoying it, watching my, my co-host get roasted for a second because I was giving her shit after. But uh, you know, we get moments too where one time uh, she, she asked a really good question about, um, uh, there's this movie called, um, um, God damn it, what's it called? Anyway, we asked the, the guest from the movie, a question about what you know how does it feel to know that your movie's doing so well and you know where you came from he just i got quiet i thought something was wrong with the audio but he got quiet he looked down and it was just like i was like hey are you there and he started he was crying he started crying and he was so thankful he's like man just like you guys don't even know it's it's so amazing just to be part of a movie that you didn't think was going to take off and now it's like one of the most popular movies and 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 um, you know, I'm so blessed and it was just like, it was a real moment. So you get real moments from people, you know, I've got, I had one woman who was just getting high the whole time on the show and it was hilarious. Sadie Katz, man, she's gorgeous. And she started flirting with me. I'm like, oh my God, this is going, to, this is going to the left field. But, uh, it's, it's so fun connecting with just people from all, literally all over the world. And you, you hear their personal stories, not just about the movies or whatever. And, but I ask them like, what's your favorite food? And then it just goes on from there or whatever, you know, and it, it's so great. I love podcasting. It feels nice when that, uh, I guess that tension breaks after the first couple of minutes where it's like starting to get into a flow. Like, uh, I won't want to say his name, but like I stopped getting famous people after this person because uh, eventually I was like, man, even when I'm getting the famous people, the people I got my favorite singer on, favorite comedians on, they're they're fun, but it's a lot of question-based stuff. It's less, it hurts the conversation style aspect that I like to go for. And I remember trying to get this guy on this podcast, Johnny Pepperton. I don't know if you know who he is, but- after a while, he left me like cold for a couple of months, like didn't message me back or anything. He missed out on three different meetings. I was like, I'm done, dude. I ain't doing this at all day. You're not that much of an actor to me where I was like, oh, I was like, son of Zorn. Let's talk to him. You know, that type of deal. Then he reaches out like a few months later, like, hey, man, still waiting to do that podcast. And I knew he was doing other podcasts like before. So he just was ignoring me. And I just go, no, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I was just like, I, I don't care who you are, dude. Like people, if when you look at like famous people, yeah, it's cool to get someone that everybody knows like a James Cameron. Sure. But they're just fucking people. 
Like there, it there's there's no difference between you and them besides fame and a couple of fucking movies. Yeah, a few million dollars sometimes, but it's what's money? Fucking... But uh, no, I I agree. You know, and I've been around it my whole life. My dad is is he works with uh, you know sports and athletes. I've met Michael Jordan like so many times. Like I have so many Michael Jordan stories. It's crazy. Um, just and that that's just uh, more iconic of of athletes that I've met and whatnot. But is he is that there... bad of a guy though? I always hear really bad stuff. Michael Jordan? Yeah, because he comes to my town for a fishing, uh, the little, whatever, the White Marlin opening, and uh -huh. everyone's like, he's an asshole. I'm like, I, I actually thought he was, um, Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson were the same person, and <laughs> I was ready to, like, when my podcast first started to ask him a bunch of questions about being the first guy in the NBA with age, you know, what was that like? And then someone was like, that's fucking Magic Johnson. I'm like, MJ, M so the guy from Space Jam doesn't have AIDS. Like, all right, oh. cool. Because I was gonna go in there blind like that. I was gonna be like, hey, what was it like to have AIDS? And then like see how that went. No, uh it's it's you're right. They're just people. And I think trying to find a subject to talk about that they haven't been asked a million things about, you know. Um, for instance, like child actors, like, oh, you were in Goonies, you know, and well, I was in other things too, you know, like or uh, trying to find that getting away from the the main topic that you know everybody's heard the same interview everybody's heard the same questions you know try to ask different questions try to ask about their lives or whatever and get to know that person um and and i think that's what kind of you know separates people's podcasts from others you know it's always like you try not to get starstruck i've been starstruck a few times like i'm like oh my god i can't believe i'm talking to you and um uh but yeah i, I it's been a lot of fun and uh, i i I'm not stopping. We're going to keep going. And, and as we build a brand, you know, people come to us and, and that's when, you know, you've made it is when people are sending you interview requests. Like we want to come on your show. We want to bring on this actor, we want to bring this director. I'm like, Oh yeah, we're actually booked up for this month, you know, and I'm so appreciative, but we're going to figure this out. So it, it's crazy. And, uh, I just, one thing, if I had to say something to people that are starting to do podcasting out there, don't give up, man. Just keep keep trying. Keep trying because when you give up, then, you know, it's just you're not going to reap the benefits, you know. If you keep the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. You really put that emphasis on there when you got closer to the microphone. It got louder. I was like, "Oh, he's really making sure people are listening right now." <laughs> listen up. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ken, where can this people This is the voice of God. Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Ken, where can uh, first of all, you're not Morgan Freeman. Now, <laughs> but where can uh, people find your show, Ken? Uh where well, can people look at it at? Yeah, I just do it searching in little Googles there. Uh, you know, Google it up. It's where the scary things are if you're a horror fan. It's a 2-hour show. Uh, we talk about new movies coming out, old movies that missed, and we always have a really great special guest on for a, a movie that's coming out or has came out and recent. Um, uh, we have a lot of fun. I drink a lot of beer, and it's uh, YouTube as well. We do a live show. Uh, join us on, on live stream too. Come chat with us. It's a fun chat room. We have like a really core following, and everybody gets on there. It's like family Tuesday night, and, and as we're doing the show, we're talking to them at the same time. So it's really wild, uh, but it's a podcast we, we uh, release every Monday, um, but the live show is on Tuesday. Uh, also, if you're interested in sports, uh, we do um, a Cover 3D podcast with a couple guys. I do it with a couple guys. One guy in Hawaii, one guy in California, then me in New Jersey. So we kind of cover three that's deep. some time zones bro yeah it, it, it's it's interesting how that works out but uh man i i can't thank you enough uh for having me on you know uh i, I appreciate it. it's a lot of fun just sh shooting the shit with you well thanks man for being on thank you for listening to this episode out of the blank podcast